Welcome to Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. I am your host, Arden Bevere, and today we are tackling one of your guys' favorite topics, and that is dating, and specifically red flags and frustrations. With Christians, we can have a lot of frustrations and red flags come up when we're dating, and so we need to know how to navigate that well. And so we have a pre-recorded conversation with Alec Bevere and Kate Warman of Heart of Dating. Kate is a good friend of ours. She has the Heart of Dating podcast and also is a relationship coach, and so you do not want to miss this conversation. Really quick, Kate, just before we jump into the red flags for today, I just have a question for you. Just maybe like a fun, quick question. <laughs> what is a COVID confession for you? Like what is, I don't know, something that maybe you you binge watched too much of on Netflix or maybe did you just finish Netflix? Oh my gosh, I've watched, watched everything on Netflix. Is that even possible? <laughs> like also, I don't want to watch all that's on Netflix. Um, But so, okay, I do have a confession uh, I uh, I was like, oh, great. In one sense, this this quarantine time will be good. I'll be able to save money. You know, I can't go out anywhere. This will be great. But honestly, um, that has not fully happened exactly because <laughs> I've definitely fell into some of the online shopping problems. And <laughs> I have, you know, in my spare time been like, Amazon has been my best friend almost every few days I get a new package. Now some of it I actually really do need, but I will tell you an extra confession on top of that. Okay. So I bought oh, whoa. all right, bonus round folks. So I bought something recently. This is embarrassing. I can't believe I'm sharing this, but judge me if you will, everybody. Uh but I bought something and it didn't fit and I had to return it. It was like a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I w- went to the post office and when I got to the post office, I realized I forgot my mask. <laughs> you guys. So I actually used the skirt as my mask. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I returned it. I know that's terrible. Honestly, it's horrible because what if it And got then you on? returned it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel terrible. Is that just so oh, bad? People immediately okay, don't right. want to know me anymore. They're like, that's terrible. I honestly didn't oh really God. think about it because I was like, what do I have in my car I can cover my face with? And I was like, oh, this. And then I was like, wait, but this is what I'm returning. Oh, no. So there you go. Uh, okay. Actually, um, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to share anything, but this is something that that I haven't shared with like too many people. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, I had something kind of similar happen to me. Um, I showed up to the store. I didn't have a mask. And um, they're like, sir, like it's mandatory. So uh, I went up to the door. And I started walking in and I'm basically like in like the store and then this gentleman's like, Hey, sir, I'm so sorry. You need to be wearing a mask. And I was like, well, you know, like I don't have a mask, but like in my mind, I was like, you know, maybe he'll let me, you know, wear something else over like my face. So I was like, you know what? Um, I don't have a mask, but hang on. Um, you, you said I just need to cover up like my face, right? He's like, yes, we need you to cover your face. So I was like, all right, how about this? And then, so I took off my shirt and, and I put it over my face and I was like, now my face is covered. And then he's just like, he's like, no, sir, you have to wear a shirt. And I was just like, I am wearing a shirt. It's just on my, on my face. face. <laughs> so, like, Two and so one. That, so that so I started busting up laughing just out of like awkwardness, but then it made him start laughing too. <laughs> and then like, we both laughed for like a, for like a few moments. And it kind of like reached like that moment. Like after like you laugh, like you're not sure what you're supposed to do. And then he was like, you know what? He's like, do you have a medical issue? And I was like. In my mind, I was like, well, wait a minute. Is he asking me if I'm just like insane because I just put a shirt on my face? Right, right, but I was right. like, no, 
no, no, no, wait, no, no, no. He's, he's probably just being positive and like trying to help me out. I was, he's like, he's like, do you have a medical issue that makes it so you can't wear a mask? And I was like, well, technically I've heard from some doctors that it's not really the best thing to wear. And he's like, he's like, you know what? It's totally fine. We'll just pass this as a medical issue this time. Just please make sure that you're practicing social distancing and um, you, you, you can stay here in the store. So, oh my gosh, yeah. so funny. We have come to weird extremes now because we have to wear a mask. And, like, it is really, I saw, I've, there's been so many funny memes around, but like, there's a meme I saw, I think it was with Obama or something. Like, it, and it was just the meme caption was like, when like you run back to your house because you forget yeah. your mask, it's not like you forgot your keys or you forgot something. It's because you forgot your mask and you have to go back oh, inside, man. you know? And so that's our new normal. It's like, don't leave the house without a mask. It's like, what? Oh man. Yeah. It's yeah. a strange just, time. Uh, strange time. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, it's strange times, but you know, just, just rolling with it and trying to stay positive. Cause um, you know, actually that, uh, that positive, just making that guy laugh is really what, actually just to help like that whole situation work. And that's what we're going to be talking about today because we're going to be talking about red flags. (laughs) But like I said, we're going to be putting a twist on it, right? Yeah. Um, So Kate, the the twist, as you know, that we're going to be putting on this is Kate and I today, we're going to share 10 red flags between both of us. So five each um, that guys kind of see and then girls kind of see. So universal one slash guys that see that girls see. But we want to let you know if this is a red flag, any of these one that you have, Mm. What's cool is that you can turn these red flags into a helpful asset for you, meaning you can flip one of these red flags and turn it into a green flag, something that's actually something that can be very powerful and very strong in your life. Mm. So what, what do I mean by this? So um, when I was in school, I learned this really important lesson. I ran for a student body uh, president and, and I got onto student council and I was overwhelmed because I was uh, setting up for this one event and it was, it was, it was either homecoming or some other event. And one of my teachers sat me down and said, Hey, Alec, you know what? Let's do this. Let's write out everything that you have to do to fail. And I was like, what? And he's like, I want you to write out everything that you have to do to make this event fail. And I was like, um, okay. So I was like, all right. Um, I would be very casual with like my marketing. Like we don't put up like any posters. We don't do any marketing for this. Um, maybe I, you know, would make it like a theme that was very exclusive that maybe not too many people like knew about. So then nobody knew how to like dress for this event or like whatever. And then he, and then he's like, all right, great. Like after I wrote out like 20 different things and he's like, now we're going to flip all these negatives and turn them into a positive. And he showed me that once I saw that and I saw that you can take a negative and make it a positive, it actually made the event so much easier to figure out how to go about constructing a really well-marketed event, Mm. a fun event that everyone would want to be a part of. And it was just incredible whenever you Mm. take a negative and you flip it to a positive. I love that. And you know, what's so cool. I think when it comes to dating is just that we all do have blind spots is the reality. And so um, I know for me, plenty of my dating journey has looked like, um, you know, having personally some of my own red flags that I've had to kind of come face to face with, uh, whether somebody's called them out or whether after and reflecting, I've realized, oh my gosh, like I, that's a 
red flag that that's happening or that I brought that to the relationship or I demanded that of the person or what what have you, you know? And I think part of this and what you're saying is just the having the awareness, the awareness and even the our own self-awareness to be able to see the red flags even within ourselves, um, which can actually become a true asset once we recognize it. Because I think what makes a red flag a red flag is the if, is a not knowing about it <laughs> and b yep. not being willing to change it right so that's that's good Kate. Yeah. yeah absolutely like um and, and and that's exactly it guys today you're probably gonna hear some vulnerable things from kate and definitely gonna hear some vulnerable real things from me yeah. of even red flags in my life that i know i've had to switch around but as kate's saying like this is something that isn't just for people who um are looking at others mm. and being like, okay, what's the red flags that I'm seeing? And maybe this person that I'm starting to date, but actually it's something that you can look at yourself and mm-hmm. self evaluate and see if some of these red flags are in your actual life. So yes. let's go right ahead. Let's jump into it. Kate, I would love to hear from the expert first. <laughs> what is one of your red flags? What's number one up? <laughs> of your five. So, and I'm talking about red flags when I'm dating. So when I'm looking to date a man. So one of my first red flags is being as somebody who is a church goer versus a true godly man. Now, Hmm. I want to say this because someone just going to church does not mean they're a true godly man. You know, it's almost like on on a um, assessment test or whatever we things we fill out for your taxes. You have to check single, blah, 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 right? Single, married, widow, divorce. But then also you can check your religious preference. And a lot of people may check Christian on a box, right? A lot of people may walk into a church, but they may not truly be following with following and having a true relationship with God. And so what I believe is that there's a believer and then there's a follower and someone who's following God is truly walking out the disciplines of Christ and has true godliness in their life. And the way you'll be able to see that is from the fruit in their life, the fruits of the spirit that produce out of uh, their walk with Christ. And the only way you have those fruits is truly by living and abiding with Christ. Right. So I, you know, the, for me, when I'm on dating apps, when I'm dating, even if I meet a guy at church, I don't automatically assume this is a truly godly man. I assume they may have like a relative, they may have a relative belief in God and in Jesus, but I don't know for sure until I see and over time how he truly walks with God and is he truly a godly man. And so, you know, in in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, it says, don't be yoked with unbelievers. And I actually believe that this is more important than just, you know, is it Christian and not Christian, even though that's really important. But I do believe even within the faith, we need to find someone who's walking in a similar direction we are. I think that's really important because otherwise we're pulling the slack. And as a person, I'm an Enneagram three and I have a terrible tendency to do that, to date guys that have a lot of potential. Uh, One of my best friends, Sarah, she said this to me last year. She's like, Kate, you cannot marry potential. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. So, so I, I, and granted there's the caveat that no person will be arrived in their godliness. We're always growing that right. But are they actively practicing and walking and growing in God? So that that's a big red flag to me, a churchgoer versus a true godly man. Wow. Yeah. And there is, (laughs) there's a lot that you just said there. That wasn't just, (laughs) That wasn't just some uh, simple, are, are they here or there? That was 
that was deep. Yeah, you're talking about core values as well. And uh, that's definitely something that's really important and, and not being un, un, unequally yoked. I, I love that, Kate. I love mm. that. Well, uh, mine. Yeah, what uh, about you? Come on. My, my first one definitely isn't as spiritual as that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mine um, is actually so a, a good red flag to kind of pick up on. And this is, uh, I feel like this one is more for people who are just starting out a relationship. Mm. And that is, do their closest friends annoy you? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> yeah, that is good. That's so funny. No, but, but, but actually, seriously, seriously. So do their closest friends annoy you? Now, this is something that you want to take with a grain of salt. And again, this is, as Kate was saying about it last one, this is a personal um, red flag. But this is also something that is backed up by research mm. um, because it does show that whenever you are with different people that you kind of conform to those different people, those beliefs, those personalities, those traits. I mean, we've all seen this with yeah. uh, kids that are growing up. We've seen this within school environments. We've seen this within um, just even neighborhoods, like yeah. uh, different uh, who you associate with, who you're around. That's normally who you tend to be like. Mm. So it's actually a really interesting tool that you can use, this red flag, because um, you can see how someone will be after like that infatuation period. So whenever right. you're infatuated with somebody mm -hmm. and maybe you're looking past something for them, um, you can actually see in their friends how they'll normally act past that, you know, kind of like um, two month beginning period of like the relationship. Actually, as I said, two months, uh, a, a Taylor Swift uh, line just popped into my head. Oh my gosh. Yes, you know, it did. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like that Taylor Swift, uh, you know, blank space, you know, find out what you want, be that girl for two months. Yes. You know? oh, uh, man. yeah. So <laughs> ladies, it's something that guys can do too. It's something yes. that guys can do, do too. We can easily act like we're something else within mm. those first few months. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're around our closest friends, you can normally see what we kind of act like after those initial few months. Yeah, there was an initial few months. That that's is, right. that's really good. I so am with that. I talked to a guy not too long ago that was telling me about an ex of his, and he said one of the big things that ended up that really was a red flag for him was noticing that all of his girlfriend at the time's friends were mm. gossiped all the time, and they talked bad Ooh. about each other all the time too. So, and he realized he would be in environments and hear them all doing that, and then he also realized that they were probably doing that about him too when he was not there. Yeah. So then when she's consulting them and talking about the relationship, which all girls do, let's be honest. Okay. So then he can't trust like the advice she's receiving is it is probably all going to be a kind of gossip like advice, you know, versus yeah. true wisdom and helpful. Um, and so that that's a red flag. Cause I'm like, I want to be able to trust somebody the, you know, who they're talking to. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Love it. All right, Kate, what's your number two? All right. Another red flag of mine. This is kind of a funny one, but for me is uh, no J-O-B, you're not for me. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Oh, so, okay. I know wait, it wait, sounds can, intense. Wait, can, can, can you say that again? Yes. Uh, so if they don't have a J-O-B, a job, uh, or they're actively pursuing a job, I okay. it's, it's a red flag to me. Now, Granted, mm -hmm. here's a deal. I uh, they they might be there's caveats to everything. You know, there's caveat to like something big just happened in their life. Um, we're in COVID right now, so maybe they lost their job and maybe they're trying to find a new one. So it's not like 
uh, if they don't have a job, it is like an absolute, I'm never going to consider you. For me, I ask questions. So if they don't have a job, it's like, how are you actively pursuing a job? How are you taking steps in that yeah. direction? And the thing you just want to see here is somebody that is, it's the ultimate quality is just, um, consistency and pursuit. You want to see that they're intentional with pursuing something and, uh, you know, that they're not just waiting for things to fall in their lap, that they're not just lazy. And so, and I, I don't fall under the mentality of thinking like, I want to marry a guy so that he provides for every single thing in my life. Obviously I'm. And (laughs) thank you for saying that because, you know, whenever you probably first said that, I think some people probably in their minds were like, wait, are you saying no money, no honey? Oh my gosh. That is, I just thought of Winnie the Pooh. I don't know why. But anyway, um, (laughs) because of the honey. Um, That's so funny. And so, and I do think this one gets overused because I'm the caveat, the big thing I want to say here, especially for the ladies, is it's not about what kind of job he has. If he has a job at Starbucks, it's totally cool. You know, I'm like, great. He has a job at Starbucks. He, you know, he's responsible. And, but I'm not, it doesn't mean that I have to marry someone that like is a financial planner or an investor or something like that. And I do think women have a stigma of wanting to date someone for their money. And that is not the case. We're not talking about money here. We're just talking about um, intentionality and responsibility. So that, that's a red flag for me though, if they have no job and they're not actively pursuing a job of some sort. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Um, I would actually say, um, my second one would have to be, uh, Enneagram threes, but that's a red flag. You know, they always want you to have jobs. You know? Oh my gosh, they're just, you suck. They're just people who you need to stay away from. They're just You're way terrible. too driven. No folks, I'm, I'm totally just joking. I'm actually an Enneagram three too. Oh my gosh. Um, so, uh, and, um, so when, whenever I, I say that Kate knows that I'm a three as well, I was just, I was just, yeah. like I said, making sure you're still paying attention, but yeah, I that's totally agree. A three response. I, I want to totally man agree. With a job. I totally agree. <laughs> yes, that's right. A man with a job. Actually, the way that I like to say it, um, because I actually think the same thing for actually women. Um, it, mm. it's, it's definitely, it's kind of, um, a, a turnoff, you know, if, if, if a girl doesn't really have drive, you yes. know, um, isn't really pursuing something like like you said. Mm. Um, and the way that I say, you know, you, you were, um, again, Kate wasn't saying no money, no honey, but, um, <laughs> nothing like that. I like to say no drive, no guy. Oh, that's so, good. All right. I'm going to be putting that in my back pocket. I love that. Yeah, one. do it. Just quote <laughs> Alec Bevere. So no yes. drive, no guy. And so that, <laughs> that goes both ways. Ladies, if he doesn't have a drive, then nope, no guy. Like you, you mm-hmm. do not go for that guy. And fellas, if they don't have a drive, then, hey, ladies, sorry, no guy. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're stepping away. That's but good. yeah, you know, that, that is more of a three thing. That is definitely more <laughs> of, of a three things. But anyways, anyways, let me go ahead and move on. So uh, definitely number two, um, this, is a, this is a big one for me. So a red flag that I see um, and that you want to look out for is how they serve the servers. Ooh. Okay, good. so let me say that again. How they serve the servers. Now, you may be thinking, you know, if I'm talking about how do they serve kind of waiters, mm. which is exactly w- w- what I am talking about. You know, waiters are people who are serving you. Um, it is definitely a turnoff when people are treating people, um, you know, in, in an industry that you have to serve, you have to give, you know, extra effort to get a tip or something like that. If you're treating those people rudely, I really do actually see that as, as a major red flag because kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier about the gossiping 
um, you know, that that's a certain way that she's treating somebody who she maybe isn't respecting, or that's a way that he, if it's a guy is treating somebody who they're maybe not respecting. Yeah. And so that can be the way that they treat you whenever they don't respect you. And so, um, it's always good to honor other people. Yeah. And, um, what, so I want to go back to what I was saying, outdo the servers, because I believe that government officials are there to serve us. Our mm. pastors are there to serve us. And those are people that we can easily, easily go right ahead and go. dishonor. Mm. And uh, if you're a believer in Christ, if you're a follower of Christ, then, then you know that scripture makes it very clear that we are to honor the king, that we are to honor the government officials. Mm. And uh, I'll just go right ahead and I'll just uh, take it an, an extra step further. Um, it talks about within Romans 12, 20, it says outdo one another, outdo one another. Okay. Like this is one of the only times that I've really seen this in the Bible where it's like, Hey, go above and beyond and try to beat another person. It's talking about competition mm. here. You need to outdo one another and showing honor. Mm. And so honoring somebody who is in a serving position or just any position is such a vital thing. Mm, that's good. And I think that shows a lot too. I mean, not to call things out, but in our current cultural climate, like this is a good thing to be paying attention to because like mm. there's some people on Facebook I've had to mute right now because I'm like, this is just, that's not cool. What you're saying is yeah. disrespectful. It's whichever direction it is. And you know, that that's a red flag, you know, as a person. And it's like, okay, we want to, and at my pastor last week had this great sermon on, you can differ with someone in an opinion, but don't be divisive. There's a difference between yeah. having a different opinion and being divisive. And so how do we serve people we love and not make judgments to your point, like just people we don't know. I mean, what may be going on in that a server's life that maybe they're not acting the hundred percent the best they possibly could, but can we have grace and compassion that, Oh, maybe we don't know the full story of what's going on in that person's life. Right. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And really quick, Kate, just before you say your next one, I want to just give some tips guys, just to go right ahead and flip this. Um, you can go right ahead and flip this easily whenever you are at a place that you have a waiter that's actually waiting on you just get to know their name. Mm. Just that one simple thing. You can easily show honor and respect to somebody just by getting to know their name. So I yeah. recommend just getting to know their name and just showing that courtesy. My father, he's somebody who uh, is an author and a speaker, and he gets to sit down and go to lunch with so many incredible people. Um, but he taught me at a young age um, to start honoring the waiters. And he would actually show me how, even though he was with people that are very powerful people, that are very just influential people that are even just regular people. He's like, you always take the time and you break away and you give that waiter or waitress your, your attention. You ask them about their day, how they're going. You maybe invite them to your local church. Yeah. You go right ahead and you um, see if there's anything that you can do for them. How can you serve that server in that That's moment? good. Wow. Great. All right, Kate, what's so number good. three? Okay. Um, so, I will say this and it kind of is similar to one of the ones you share, but I think it's so important. So for me, uh, another red flag is a lack of mentorship, discipleship, or a man just not having that many guy friends, like uh, not mm. many friends in general. So I think what you said is like being oh, annoyed wow. with the, the friends that are girls. And to me, 
I've come across guys who basically don't have a lot of friends that they even talk to at all, (laughs) you know, and that can also be a problem. So uh, I am a huge fan and a huge proponent of accountability. And I want to know if I'm going to date someone and conflict arises that they are, they're being fed wise uh, counsel from somebody, obviously from the word of God, of course, but also we need that from wise counsel in our life, you know, and sometimes people don't have it as conveniently. Sometimes you really have to go out and search for those wise counsel figures and find a mentor, find somebody that you really trust, uh, and, and find someone who's willing to disciple you. But I think it is so important. And if I have to be honest about all my red flags, this is probably the number one that I see lacking in the lives of men that I've dated or just talked to. And so um, I can't harp on this one more, but the good part is it's possible, right? It's like, I don't have a lot of mentors. Okay. How do I get like one? How do I just start the process? And so, uh, and, and, and for me, I will say I've dated guys that maybe started out not with a mentor. So to me, I'm like, Mm, it's a bit of an orange flag for me, you know, not fully red. Orange for me is caution. Proceed with caution. Red is like, stop alert, maybe turn the other way, but what's yellow. Uh, just really quick. Oh, I don't know. Yellow and orange are the same to me. Go on. <laughs> so, but I do think it can be turned to green just by the awareness and, and by taking action in a different direction also shows a humbleness of someone's heart to say, Hey, thank you for bringing that to me. Uh, that's interesting. I haven't really thought about that and I'm going to pray about that and potentially change that in my life. And so I've had men who have been like, you know what? I do value that. I just haven't gone after it. And then they've gotten mentors and I'm like, this is awesome. You know, now they have someone. And so, uh, yeah, I think there is a way to flip that. But I also think let's think about ourselves. Like, are you expecting a lot of for women listening? Cause I'm a girl and talking to the ladies right now. If you're expecting that of a guy that he's going to be a leader, the most godly man ever have all these amazing forces in his life. I want you to flip it on yourself also to say, what about you? <laughs> do you have that in your life? And what kind of godly wisdom do you have pouring into you? That's really good, Kate. I mean, yeah, it is so important to have a mentor. And a mentor doesn't even have to be someone who's famous or right. someone who's, you know, has a ton of money or whatever. A mentor can easily be somebody who you just look up to. Somebody who has a lifestyle that you want to have reflected in your life as well. Yes. Um, so I, I know folks, whenever you hear the word sometimes mentor, you sometimes think that it needs to be someone famous or wealthy or all these different things. Uh, what Kate is saying is literally just having that sounding board. That's such a healthy thing in relationships, mm-hmm. just so that you can see different blind spots in your life. Or yep. there's so many other amazing reasons that a help that that a mentor is there and why mentors are helpful. But um, yeah, it doesn't have to be anyone crazy, just someone who you look up to. Yes, love it. Really quick, um, this next one. Um, and whenever I say uh, really quick, I, I don't want to harp on this too much, but um, I call this one the just the way I am. Oh, like the, okay, the Bruno so Mars it, it, song almost. Let me just go right ahead and say it one more time. So it's it's just the way I am syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, if someone was saying it's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. So Kate, you were, you were just uh, basically talking about something that we all, and I know probably every person listening looks for in a mate, somebody who is teachable, 
mm-hmm. or willing to grow. Yeah. You know, we, nobody likes someone who's stubborn. Like nobody likes someone like that. You know, if you were to go to them and be like, Hey, uh, it seems like you don't have any mentors in your life. Uh, maybe you should look into like talking to somebody and then they'd be like, Oh no, like you're crazy. Like, this is just how like I roll, you know, like, like it's just how I am. So I feel like stubbornness sometimes hides in that whole saying of it's just the way I am. Yeah. So if, if you were to go to like that guy, for example, and be like, hey, you know what? I feel like, you know, it would probably be helpful if you, you got some more time with, with, with like some other guys or like whatever. Like, yeah. like, don't feel like you have to hang out with me because it seems like you would just gain more if you hang out with some guys. And then if the guy was like, hey, you know, it's just the way I am. I'm just a one man wolf pack or whatever. Yep. I'm very shy. Can... Don't like to talk to open up to people. Yeah. That's just how I am. You know, I've yeah, heard no, that this... actually a lot. <laughs> yeah, of course. This is, this is kind of a pro tip for everyone who's listening. Cause this is an area that I've had to deal with within my life. So I want to give you a quick example in my life. Um, I reached this area that I came back from being out of town for like a while. I was out um, working on a business school in California. And then I came back to Colorado and whenever I was in arguments with people or heated discussions, you know, um, and I'm still trying to hold myself at like a very calm demeanor, I would be talking and people would say to me, Alec, it feels like you're coming across very strong whenever you're saying certain things. But in my mind, I'm like, no, I am calm and collected. Why are you guys thinking this? Like, and that's just in like my mind. Right. And so I kept hearing this a few times. And then my response was like, you guys, this is just the way I am. I'm mm. passionate about this. Like, like people need to accept that I'm a passionate person. It is just the way I am. And it took me, Kate, I'm going to be honest. It took me about two years mm. to actually really hear from people on this. And so again, guys, with all these red flags, I want you to have some grace um, we suffer actually on that first one that Kate was talking about. You want to make sure core values align up, but we, we can talk more about that in yeah. just a moment, but grace for people, you know, and understanding that we serve a God. Mm-hmm. If you're a Christian, that is full of grace and understanding that sometimes people are not hearing things. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, to make a long story short, after I finally heard that Kate and I realized that I was saying, you know, it's just the way I am. And whenever I was saying just the way I am, it was a form of stubbornness. I actually read this book that was an incredible book that was all about, uh, tones. And, um, I learned so much about myself and it changed the way I've been interacting, not just in arguments, but in all aspects of, of conversation. Wow. It is a, it, it was something that was a blind spot in my life that really helped me. And so of course you want people to be flexible. We all know this. We, we always want people to be flexible and willing to grow the willingness to grow within a relationship. But a nice way that it likes to hide is that people are saying a lot, it's just the way I am. Yep. So true. So true. It's like mic drop there because that's, I align with you so much on that, Alec, that I have found that in the past. That's just the way I am. I'm just the way I am. But then I'm hiding behind the fact that that's just easy for me. And maybe there's, a, if I'm hurt, if, if the way you are is hurting someone, you can't use the excuse. That's just the way I am. Right. Um, the only time I think saying it's just the way I am is acceptable 
is when it's a really good positive quality. So I'll just flip it on one end. Oh, and so if if I'm I'm a very <laughs> expressive, very joyous. When I go to Disneyland, like I'm like, like I have lots of emotions, lots of feelings. And if someone's like, oh my gosh, you have too many emotions. I'm okay with saying that, like, too many joyous emotions. Sorry, joyous emotions. I'm like, that it's is Disneyland. not a it's bad. Disneyland. I get it. <laughs> like, like that is how I am, you know. And so, yeah. and that is good because it's not my joyous emotions are not hurting a person when I'm at Disneyland, right? So, um, yeah. so that is the only time. So, yes, there's times that we, God did create us each uniquely and wonderfully. So, yes, own those parts. And if you, if the way you are is hurting someone, we also need to think about that so love it Alec uh, I love that Kate really really good just really quick I'm so sorry to interrupt you yeah you're yeah. absolutely right you want to make sure um, if it's something that is something that does bring people joy um, you want to protect that yeah um, otherwise that that could easily be an insecurity that somebody's pushing on you right and maybe they wish they were more happy whenever they're at Disneyland because it's a super cool place yeah um, exactly but, um, but they're not feeling really really good I love that Kate yeah go on Okay, so I'm going to go on to my actual next red flag. I think this one's really important, but something I look for is it, that as a red flag is how do they interact with people of the opposite sex? So as a woman, I'm looking at the male and if they have overly flirtatious or majority friends that are girls, or even if they were still very best friends with their ex and they talk all the time. Now, Granted, again, there's a lot of caveats here. It's not a one-stop shop for all things. But I will flag it and say, I need to find out more about this, right? So, because uh, if someone is overly flirtatious in their singleness life with a lot of women, then that trend and that habit doesn't just go away when you date them or potentially even get married to them, right? And so uh, I want to see how are they interacting with the opposite sex? And if I bring that to their attention, do they care to know how I'm feeling? Do they care to adjust that potentially? Because ultimately, if you become in a serious relationship, if you come into marriage, those male-female relationships dynamics shift, right? And so you yeah. want to be able to see that a man and woman do this too, but that they're open to that and uh, that they're going to really honor the relationship. That's really good, Kate. Um, it's funny because actually my next red flag, Kate, has to do a little bit with exes. Mm. And that is if all of her exes are horrible people. Mm. So again, if all of her exes are horrible people. Now, what do I mean by that? Am I saying like she's made horrible choices in the past and every single person who's chosen is bad, so she has bad judgment? No, no, I'm not saying that at all. Mm. What I'm saying is, is if every person in her past is a jerk, that is kind of a hard thing to believe. And it may be a signifying or showing that there is a fence in this person's life. Mm. That this person maybe is seeing a negative side of people and is having a really hard time of looking past things that went horribly and looking at actually the good things that actually came out of it. Looking mm. at all the lessons that you learned from it. And looking at all the great things that happen, because, hey, we don't all get into relationships with just jerks right away, even if they were jerks. We get into a relationship because there are great qualities and there are great things that you have learned about that person yeah. or things that you learned about yourself when you started to date that person. Mm -hmm. And it's not like every relationship is horrible. And whenever the, 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 the reason why this is a red flag, the reason why this is a red flag for me is because, like I said, that's showing offense. Yeah. And if someone is that upset and talking about these exes constantly 
and talking about what it, what what they did and you wouldn't believe that that like they did this and this and that and it's showing that they're holding that offense like mm. i said and it's showing that that could easily be turned around to you yeah. and so i want to encourage you guys this is something that i had to make sure i check in my life too mm-hmm. it's not like you know um this is something that i haven't been at fault about it's very easy very very easy to talk down about a past relationship because everyone basically encourages it. Everyone encourages like, Oh, you guys broke up. So it needs to be for some horrible reason. And you have every right to talk bad about somebody. No, you actually don't. And if you are a follower of Christ, God actually puts it. I mean, Jesus, like he, he says it very clearly in the book of Matthew. Um, I believe it's Matthew six verses 15. He says, but if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Mm, wow. That scripture always gets me. Anytime yeah. that I'm like upset with somebody and I feel justified within my anger, right. that stops me right in my tracks. So mm. thinking that there is literally a way that I could not be forgiven as well. Mm. And it's whenever God sees that he forgave us for something that we shouldn't have done, that he forgave us for unforgivable things and he chose to forgive us. And so yeah. Definitely not saying that you need to be buddy buddies with your exes. <laughs> Heck no, I am not saying that because as Kate just said, that's actually not a good thing. Yeah. But I am saying that there are there's value within every relationship and there is value within every human and there's no need for you to hold on to offense. Yeah, I think what you're bringing up, at least a term for me that I love to share is we need to be able to take radical ownership of our part in relationships. So potentially that the other person you dated was bad or they did poor things. There's poor things that they did, but there's also things that you did and there's also learnings overall. And so I'm able to be a single dating coach slash expert because the way I try to present my relationships is, Hey, this is, these are some of my situations. Here's what I learned. Here's what I experienced. And here's how I'm trying to grow and what I learned about myself versus just demonizing every ex that I've ever dated. Uh, Because if I did that, that just, it wouldn't show that I actually care to grow because every dating experience is a learning opportunity. And so, and I think women have a a, a very specific responsibility to not gossip about men, not gossip about guys in the church, because if you date someone within your community, you break up, you don't go and tell everybody how awful that guy is. That is just not a biblical healthy thing to do. And men are afraid to ask women out in the church. Ladies, if you want guys to ask you out more, stop talking about the guys behind their back. So, (laughs) okay, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Wow. That, okay. All right. Go on. <laughs> Throwing Please, some hard I did truths. not mean to stop you. you, just, you just, but we you need just... to take ownership and we have to be honoring to one another. And uh, yes, people do bad things. Are they a bad person? Not necessarily. So we need to stop throwing stones at everybody else. You know, take the plank out of our own eye. I mean, hello. But we, we really need to approach dating in that way. There is so much we also have to learn. Let's not paint the, a terrible picture of every person we've ever dated. Not helpful to our hearts or to other people. Love it. Um, okay, so my final red flag, I'll just quickly go into it, is somebody who consistently will p- try to push you past your boundaries. 
Now that can be Mm. boundaries emotionally. So my emotional boundaries, my spiritual boundaries, or also, of course, physical boundaries. And so, and that means that everyone listening, you need to know what your boundaries are, because um, if you're going to use this as a red flag, you have to clearly be able to communicate what your boundaries are, which means knowing what they are, (laughs) you know, but if you, if you know them, if you communicate them, you have a discussion with that person. And if they consistently try to push or try to make you cross them over and over, it shows that they don't have a lot of self-control, nor do they have a lot of respect for you or reverence for God, to be quite honest, because they're um, they're clearly also disobeying, they're, be, they're just allowing their sinful nature to take over consistently, even when they're being called out, right? So they just kind of yeah. like sinning is what I, it shows me is that they're, they're letting, they're kind of liking their sin a little bit. Um, so definitely be aware. And in order to do that, you need to know what your own boundaries are and have a clear discussion. What I don't like hearing is people being like, well, he's pushing past my boundaries. I'm like, okay, did you have a clear discussion on what your boundaries were? because you can't complain about that unless you're open and honest about what they are. So do that first. And then if it happens, that would be a red flag. That's good, Kate. That's good. And I love how you reemphasized. If you weren't, I was going to, I love the whole fact with any of these red flags. If you have this red flag, you need to make it clear. It needs to be emphasized. Mm -hmm. Um, Communication is so important within the clarity of boundaries for all of these flags. So yes. love that, Kate. Love that. So good. And our final red flag. So this one is really simple. And I think it's the granddaddy of all flags. And Kate, you already kind of touched on it, but it is your core values. Woo. They need to be the same. So this is almost not even a red flag. Um, all of these you can turn around, you know, uh, with boundaries, you can have those healthy boundaries. Like yeah. you can make sure that you have healthy boundaries with, um, you know, gossiping. You can gossip well. Um, but with this one, this is a really tough one to turn around. Mm-hmm. And actually, as Kate was saying earlier, I would say it's a non-negotiable. It's You do not want to yeah. be unequally yoked with somebody who does not believe the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. If you're a follower of Christ and they're a Wiccan, it's not going to work out. All right. It is just, <laughs> just not, not going to work We're out. We're not doing you know? the missionary dating over here. We're just not doing that. So. Yeah, guys, missionary dating really isn't a smart thing. And I, I even come from a from from parents who technically kind of missionary dated, but they didn't. They didn't. My, my father got um, my mom saved um, the first time that they hung out and oh then God. they started a actual relationship. So yes. it was kind of it was kind of on like their first date. But but here's the thing. If Lisa, my mother, did not. um you know, have the same values, my father would not have continued that relationship. And guys, this is, this is just so important. I can't even tell you how many older people who have even had come to me who were married, who were unequally yoked Mm -hmm. and how hard it is for them and how heartbreaking it is to see this happen. And just how there's really like no respect on either side that, you know, those core values really help bring respect that, you know, that your husband is going to go right ahead and have you backed up within and these values on how you're going to teach your kids this one thing, or you know that someone's going to back you up whenever it comes down to this other thing, because those core values bring in such a level of trust. But anyways, yes. guys, we don't need to harp so on that. So good. Amen. I'm pretty sure you guys already know that. Guys, this has been such a good conversation. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. 
Um, I think we, we went a little wrong, a little long today. Um, <laughs> not wrong, excuse me. No, we, we, we went a little long today. Um, but that was just some really good content. I and think they so, needed um, it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And guys, uh, really quick, but before we sign off, Kate, would you mind telling us a little bit more just in case uh, people want to get some more great content from you. Could you tell us a little bit more about the conference that's happening at the end of this month? Yeah, I would love for people to be a part of it. It's for singles and couples, men and women. And, you know, we have, it's going to be just an incredible time. We have over 30 speakers covering topics from sex to singleness, to heartbreak and healing, to biblical dating, to dating how-tos, dating tools, and then also even mental health. So we're covering a variety of different topics and really listening to the audience and the people in our community to come out to produce sessions and have speakers talk on pain points that people are experiencing. So we'd love to invite everyone to be a part of this, to do it in community, have some watch parties. It's going to be super fun. And come and hear Alex speak too. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Well, I love that. I love that, Kate. Anyways, um, folks, you need to connect with Kate on uh, social. She's great. She posts a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, she posts even probably even other red flags on on a heart of dating yep. um, Instagram. But uh, Kate, can you tell people how to go ahead and get connected yeah. with you on Instagram or? any other place. Sure. They can come on Instagram at at Kateness. That's K-A-I-T-N-E-S-S. My name is Kate spelled K-A-I-T. And then Heart of Dating, which is at Heart of Dating. You could also join us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Heart of Dating. And we have a private community with a bunch of singles and dating couples in there. They literally have weekly Bible studies. They have like worship nights. They have game nights. They talk about some of the hardest dating questions. It's a really fun community. So come and join us for one or all of those things. We'd love it. And once again, guys, uh, you can get connected with Kate there. And that is where you can even find the conference info just on her Instagram or at the Heart of Dating website. Also, you can even uh, find out about the conference even on my Instagram. I even have it on my Instagram as well. And that is Alec underscore B. As well, guys, make sure you are reaching out to us on Sons and Daughters TV, Instagram. If you guys have any questions, we'd love hearing from you guys. If you guys wouldn't mind, just go right ahead and rating this podcast as well. That helps us out if you're on Spotify or on Apple. Also, make sure, guys, that you're just checking in to sonsanddaughters.tv, our, our website. We're always here, guys. We're so excited that you join in today. We hope this content is helpful and fresh for you guys every and each time you come on. And we encourage you guys to join in next month for the next podcast. Thanks so much, Kate. Thanks, Alec. 